This is the All Bros Podcast. I'm Caleb. And I'm Jonathan. And we are a couple of aspiring filmmakers that love to watch and critique movies, but also enjoy a lot of bit of the nerd life. Uh, this week on the podcast, we only got some stuff in Adventures in Hunting once again. Uh, but we do have quite a few new pops to talk about and one new Blu-ray that we're going to discuss. And then, after that, we are going to get straight into our main event of the evening, which is going to be breaking down the movie that was actually recommended, or that we were asked to review, um, by the director of this film, Ross Munro. You are butchering this, what the hell? We are going to be breaking down... Ross Monroe's A Legacy of Whining, which he asked us to break down. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, so with that, let's say we get straight into it. Let's do it. Every day, we're surrounded by media books, movies, art, music, games, apps, podcasts etc etc with this constant bombardment it's easy to miss great media gems in the chaos but fret not you've come to the right place my friend i'm jason and i love media i invite you to check out the mixed media forest podcast the podcast where i trudge through the forests of media to find hidden gems for you the listener Every episode of Mixed Media Forest is chock full of fun, reviews, nostalgia, positivity, news, rants, stories, and recommendations about all things media. Again, that's the Mixed Media Forest podcast, created on Anchor Podcasting app and available everywhere fine podcasts can be found. Give it a listen. It's what all the cool kids are doing. Alrighty, first off, getting into Adventures in Hunting with the pop figures, uh, we have a new Zeus coming out from Disney's Hercules. And where is this coming out? Um, so it actually hasn't been said yet uh, where it's going to be released. It's uh, unannounced, but a lot of, looking at the comments, a lot of people are saying they really hope it's not a Funko Shop exclusive. Yeah, it's kind of... I've noticed that the Funko Shop exclusives lately have been figures that could easily just be commons. Yeah, and also, from what I've heard, they're n- a lot of Funko Shop exclusives are not holding their value that much these days. Really? Yeah. Uh, that's what At least that's what uh, Nerdy Noob is saying on you. Have, have you ever heard of Nerdy Noob on YouTube? I have not. She does some really great uh, Funko Pop uh, videos if you ever want to check her out. She does like uh, like mystery unboxings and stuff like that. Re- really good channel, but she's no- she's noticed that with uh, Funko Shop exclusives. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. What is he holding? Do you know? Uh, it... What does it look like? I, I don't have the figure's picture. Oh, oh, oh sorry. Um... <laughs> Just because the actual picture isn't showing what he's holding, 
I'm going to guess like it's a cloud. I mean, that would make sense, right, for Zeus? Could be a lightning bolt, too. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Like he, It looks like he has like something hovering above his hands. Then it very well might be that. It could also be the cloud that he creates uh, Pegasus from. It's probably that. I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty sure that is. uh... I'm trying to think of what he interacts with that's like a cloud. (gasps) Oh, okay. Now, okay, so I just read this comment. It says, this really is an out-of-box pop pop, since you can't see Pegasus. So, yeah, uh, in the little cloud, you can actually see baby Pegasus. Oh. (laughs) That's going to be adorable. Okay, yeah, this is definitely an out-of-box pop then. Yeah, you say that, but you're never going to unbox. No, I wouldn't, and I probably will not buy this pot, because to this day, I still have not seen Hercules. What? And Emily and Emily wants to kick me every single time she hears that. <laughs> Emily needs to fly down here and kick your ass. <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> oh, jeez. Rose, what the hell? What? Hey, at least I finally watched Aladdin, okay? Have you watched Mulan? Yes, I have. Okay, now your next on your list is Hercules. Yep, and then after that, it's the Hunchback of Notre Dame. Dame, whatever. However the hell you say it. You know, I've seen that movie a lot in my life. It is a, a movie that I find hard to remember. Really? <laughs> yeah, it's That's it's funny. a good movie. It's just after I've seen it, I forget everything about it. It's honestly really funny, actually. <laughs> yeah, which is dumb because it, like I said, it's a good movie. Like it's not one that it's like, oh, it's super forgettable. It's just I can't remember shit about it. <laughs> 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 which I understand is basically saying this is a forgettable movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's not. Like, it's really good. (laughs) Oh, jeez. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Moving on to the next figures. Uh, We got some Star Wars figures that we're going to talk about. Uh, First up, we got some Mandalorian figures. And we got Got quite a a bit. Yeah, we got a shit ton. Uh, First up, we got the Target exclusive, The Child where uh it is concerned and it just looks like a sad baby yoda i know it's not the name but it just looks like a sad baby yoda yeah i honestly that might be the one that i want (laughs) okay this is the the best comment ever good good gosh man another exclusive i think i've pre-ordered like 35 of these little efforts today That is a great comment. <laughs> this, no, okay, it gets better. Psh, Funko, make it 36 and drop a flocked version. Thanks. <laughs> oh, Dude, people are great. Michael Thomas Ireland, if you're watching this, that is the best comment I've ever seen. <laughs> or, sorry, listening to this, whatever. Um. <laughs> Alright, the next one up is the Walmart exclusive, The Child Wielding. And all these are actually available for pre-order right now. Um, 
And it, just, it looks like he's literally using the force. That's what he's doing. I don't okay. know why they're calling I'm... it wielding. <laughs> I still haven't watched The Mandalorian, so. It's good. It's it's one I, of the better I Star really Wars need... stories. Is that a is that a um, bash towards the rise of Skywalker? That is a bash towards the rise of Skywalker because the rise of Skywalker oh, yeah. was garbage. You can kiss my ass. <laughs> you know who actually? Okay, have you watched the Cinemasins for the Rise of Skywalker? Uh, yes, actually. Okay, two best parts of that to me was when they point out when uh, Ben Solo is fighting the Knights of Ren, and he's just like, wow, uh, Ben did a better job at killing the Knights of Ren than Ryan Johnson did. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of my favorite parts, too. <laughs> and the second was he actually liked the ending. He took a sin off for it. Yeah, I was pissed. I, I was like, hell yeah. He I, actually I, took, I love uh, the... I think he took three sins off. Yeah, I think he did, too. I'm like, yeah. So suck it, Caleb. No, what? Screw you. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that ending was garbage, and you know it. Don't be bashing on Ray Skywalker. Ugh. Ah, <laughs> uh, all right. Next up for a uh, Mandalorian, uh, we got a Mandalorian. So we got the Mandalorian with the child in a uh, dome flying thingy. I don't know what the hell that thing is. It's just like the flying egg that he's transported in for a lot of the movie. Or the, not movie, the show. Oh, okay. Okay, so none of these are exclusives. So yeah, so um, these are actually a lot, um, the main site that they're pointing out, these are available to pre-order on, on, are on Entertainment Earth. Um, the next one after that is uh, The Child with Cup. And isn't this, like, one of the most popular photos of the child? Yeah. So, I mean, if we're going in order, it's just him kind of standing there looking upward. And then the where he's holding the cup. And then, like, using the force. And, yeah. But if I'm going to get either of them, it's going to be either the concerned Baby Yoda or the uh, the one where he's holding the cup. <laughs> I'm probably if I do decide to get one, I'd probably go with the cup one. I feel that's just that one's just like such a classic one for the child, even though I haven't seen the Mandalorian yet. Yeah, you you need to watch it. It's it's really good. I do. I know. Um, on May fourth, uh, since the Rise of Skywalker is going to be on Disney Plus, they're also doing. I think they're releasing like a behind the scenes. Um. Uh clip or something of uh, the Mandalorian and what it was like to make it on that day as well. Holy shit. Have you seen how they shot that? Mm-mm, I haven't. Oh my gosh. This is insane. So imagine so like you know how a lot of the issues with uh, some like when they do special effect backgrounds it's the trying to match the lighting Oh yeah. So the background like looks super fake. So yeah. what they do or what they did for the Mandalorian is I think this is like I don't think this is the first time that they've used this this technology. But it's like kind of like a rounded wall of LEDs. 
that oh that's awesome so it's like yeah it's like a rounded wall so it's kind of like if you were to take a quarter of a dome and put it in like so like there's the the rounded wall so all those are um like all those are leds and then it kind of comes upwards too, kind of around so you kind of have like like i said the quarter dome effect right okay and so all of the LEDs are projecting the background. So hmm. they design the background and how the background's supposed to look. And then they can like chain adjust the lighting so they don't have to do any adjustments to the lighting in post. And then they can like film the background, like film them doing all the crazy shit with the background, and the background ends up looking like real. That's freaking awesome. Yeah, and when in reality, it's just freaking lights. That is bitching. Yeah, I'll have to send you a video of like yeah, how dude, they please did do. it. It's it's insane technology, and they can do it on like super large scales and like smaller scales, and like they did that with the the bar scene, or it's cantina scene at the beginning i think like the cantina is mostly that led background Hmm. and i don't think they have that much adjustment on it to make it look more or less real like it's insane wow it is absolutely insane so that is definitely a video that i'm going to watch if it's like the documentary like how this got made thing Set your calendar for May 4th. Done. <laughs> Is that how you're going to celebrate Star Wars Day? I, I always forget it's Star Wars Day. I'm just... Like, the only reason I'm probably going to remember... Actually, I've been watching um, X-Men and the... Or Wolverine and the X-Men on Disney+. Plus. How's that? I just finished it. It's only one season, and I'm so sad. It was such a good show. It's kind of like that Avengers show, but actually good. Which Avengers? Like the Avengers Assemble? No, remember that uh, one? United They Stand? (laughs) Yeah. Because I know that show only got one season, but it's kind of understandable why it only got one season. This show, the way you're talking about it, kind of sucks that it only got one season. Yeah, that one was a bummer. So they, I kind of been on an X Men kick lately. Um, I watched the animated series a little bit. Uh, then I kind of got into X or Wolverine and the X Men. Um, I'm also, I'm kind of wanting to get into uh, X Men Evolution. Do it. Yeah, and then just try and finish off the. Uh, the animated series. But one yeah, thing just, that um, I'm trying to check out before all that is Future Avengers, which is kind of like that anime style Avengers show. Okay. I've only watched like the first like five minutes of it because I started watching it before we recorded. And I don't <laughs> know how I like it. <laughs> I'll, I'll get back to you next week. Okay. Uh, yeah, I just barely finished uh, 
the office finally, I think, what was it, Monday night? I think so. Yeah, it was Monday night. Finally finished it. So good. So sad watching it end. It sucks. You just saying that because Emily made you watch it? It's actually a really good show. Like, honestly, I'm glad that she got me to watch it. I loved these characters. You're and such I'm gonna a miss kiss them. ass. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> and you're such an asshole. I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Damn straight. Uh, all right. So finishing off the Mandalorian pops, uh, the last one we got is the child eating a frog. I don't care for that one. <laughs> it's kind of a weird one for Funko to do, but whatever. Like, you see him eat a couple frogs in the show, but it's like, it's gross. <laughs> oh, I bet. Yeah, it doesn't sound yeah. good. So I'm not necessarily, like, going to be first in line for that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the next Star Wars pop we got is um, coming to us from uh, The Empire Strikes Back, since this year marks the 40th anniversary of that film. And Amazon is going to be doing something that's uh, basically just like the Avengers Assemble um, 6 pop thing that they're doing. Uh, They released Iron Man, Hulk, and then Hawkeye's next, and then the other three will follow suit. Um, but with this one, I don't exactly know what it's going to fully build, but they're starting with the Wampa and then it's just going to go from there. It's going to have six pops and one looks like it's Darth Vader and Luke, but I don't know what the others are. I don't know what the other four are. What is the Wampa for us not well versed in Star Wars? Uh, I, isn't it, um, the thing that tries to eat Luke in, uh. The beginning of The Empire Strikes Back. I'm not versed in Star Wars as, as... I'm not that good at the original trilogy. Like, does it not show so. you a picture of what it is? It does. Here, let me, let me show you, Caleb. You see that? Yeah. Okay, so maybe they're putting together, like, a Hoth scene? Yeah, it could be that. Interesting. That's a good point, yeah. That's Could an odd that. one to put together. Yeah, right? Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. But uh, whatever. Funko's going to do what they're going to do. Yeah, screw um, people out of their money. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, next up, we got a Target exclusive, which will be coming out on Star Wars Day, May 4th. And it is an RT, R, RT, R2-D2 exclusive. Uh, where he's all um, like dirted up. He's a little bit dirty. And I think I already said this, but it's coming to Target. And this is one that I'm definitely going to try to get because this pop looks amazing. I love this R2-D2. And it's coming from uh, The Empire Strikes Back as well. Sweet. I freaking so love R2-D2. Def- I know, right? If I see that one in stores, that might be one I get. <laughs> Do it. That's going to be my first R2-D2 pop, actually. Do not own a single R2-D2 pop. That will actually be my first as well. Whoop, whoop. 
All right. Uh, next up, we have a yet-to-be-announced exclusive, uh, and this is part of the Marvel 80 Years line, and it is Adam Warlock wielding the Infinity Gauntlet. Oh, this one is so cool. This one is very, very cool. Um, Let's just hope, Caleb, it's not shared to the Funko, sh- Funko app. Or the Funko uh, Shop. If it goes to the Funko Shop, I'm going to be sad. <laughs> Caleb's going to quit Funko Pop hunting. That's it. He's done. Yep. I mean, I still have like two Hulks that I need. But yeah, after that, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wait, I need two more Pops. But then after that, I'm done. Yeah, that's how it always starts. It's just like, well, I just need all of these. <laughs> Dude, that's seriously I'm how stopping. it started. You gave me a couple, and I'm like, well, I mean, I can't have this one without this one. <laughs> and then I'm like, well, then I also <laughs> need, like, all the ones of Hulk that they released. And now it's just a freaking endless mind game of... It's uh, an addiction. Yeah. An addiction that Victor is right on the verge of freaking getting into. And you're welcome. <laughs> Hell, you see the <laughs> videos he sends us whenever he goes to that one shop? Yeah, dude. Uh, I st- I think it's still so awesome that he was able to snag that uh, FYE Thor. Oh, that was great. I still got to try <laughs> to get that one. Dude, I just I messaged him when that figure went live again. Yeah, and told him I'm like, good thing it was, it was a gift. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> that it, what were they selling it for? Fifteen bucks. Yeah, and I think so. I'm assuming that the person that got it for him got it for like thirty, thirty five bucks. Yeah, probably. I mean, yeah, because probably after but... shipping, because probably after shipping, we were paying like maybe like twenty, twenty one bucks at Fye. So. Yeah, that it's better than 30, 35 bucks, so you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so that is it for Funko Pops when Adventures in Hunting and for Blu-rays, we only got one coming out this week, one major release, and that is Vin Diesel's Bloodshot. And I actually heard this movie wasn't that bad. I don't have any interest in seeing it. But uh, this will be getting released on Blu-ray, 4K, and this will also be getting a Best Buy exclusive steelbook. Yeah, I haven't listened to the episode yet uh, from our friends over at Friday Night Movies, but they did talk about that. And it's one that I'm probably going to end up seeing because Brielle has a big old crush on one of the characters in there. Uh, Sam Hewen, who is Jamie from Outlander. Oh. Should we maybe think about doing a breakdown, maybe? What do you think? Depending on how serious she is about watching that. Okay. If you guys do watch it, just let me know, and I can just redbox it and get a breakdown out for it. Yeah, I'll let you know. Um... Um, but I think that concludes everything in Adventures in Hunting. I mean, unless, do you got anything else? Uh, nope. We got zilch. Yeah. So, 
with that, let's get straight into our main event of the evening. Let's do it. Time for the main event. It's main event time. Let's play game. Alright, for this week's main event of the evening, we will be breaking down a movie that we were asked to break down from the director of this film. I don't know how to word that. Like, that's that's a hard You're thing to word. You're making this sound so fluid. I know. So fluid. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the movie that we're breaking down is A Legacy of Whining, which is available on Amazon Prime right now. Um... But before we get into that portion of the breakdown, we do have some answers uh, from our bros. So, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> anyway. As bad okay. as me. <laughs> yeah, I know. Okay, for our question <laughs> of the week, um, I asked because I couldn't come up. I didn't know what A Legacy of Whining was about. Um, so I just kind of asked a general question and just said, what is your favorite indie movie? And we got quite a few responses. Um, so starting off on Instagram, uh, we got a response from our good friend Vic, uh, on his personal Instagram at the underscore coach underscore Vic. Uh, he says, I'm not sure if it's considered an indie film, but Remember Me, starring Robert Pattinson. I've never seen that. I, I don't think have I've ever heard either. of that movie either. I'm trying to, th- yeah, I'm trying to remember what that movie, it, it, that's not the elephant one, is it? No, that movie is called Water for Elephants. That's right. Yeah, I don't know. I, don't, I really I do need to, I need to start watching some more Robert Pattinson movies and get Twilight out of my brain because I really think that he can do a good job as the Batman, as Batman, not the Batman. I think he could really do a good job as Batman. So need yeah. to get them that mentality out of my head and show that he actually is a he is a good actor. Yeah, one of the I'm trying to find the time to watch um, the Lighthouse. Oh, that's uh, isn't. Uh, Who's he with in that movie? Isn't Willem uh, Dafoe? W- yeah. Oh, that's so gotta I've, be good then, right? Yeah. So I don't know what "Remember Me" is. <laughs> is it? What, quick, quick question: Isn't Robert Pattinson in that new Christopher Nolan movie coming out, Tenet? Is he? I think so. I I don't think he is. It's yes, he is. Is he? Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, way cool. Um, our next response comes comes to us from the Untrained Eye at Untrained Eye Pod. Uh, they said, "I don't know if Donnie Darko was an indie, but it's old. Does that count?" And you know what? Yes, yes it does. Yep. <laughs> And I really need to check out that movie because I've heard it's incredible. So, excellent pick. 
Yeah, dude, there's so many movies that we got that I'm adding to like my list. Dude, Donnie Darko is probably actually number one. Hey, it's on Tubi for free. <laughs> nice. There we go. <laughs> well, knowing that it's on Tubi, it is definitely an indie film. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yes, it does count, Untrained Eye. <laughs> uh. um, our next response comes from shy at pancake for table our good buddy over at friday night movie uh he said the original clerks defines indie movies for him he said mind-blowing when it came out i've never seen that sadly and i've wanted to for so long yeah one of the more popular film like we've been a lot of the responses that we got are um, Kevin Smith films. Just proves how I good say a lot, but Kevin there's Smith two. Is. <laughs> but still, that's that's still a good amount. Just proves how great of a filmmaker Kevin Smith is. I love that guy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, dude. So we gotta check out Clerks. It's on Hulu and Amazon Prime. No shit. Yeah, it's on both. Oh, I know what I'm watching this weekend. <laughs> uh <laughs> moving on to Twitter. Uh we got a response from Maria Carlota at Vivas Monroe. Uh and she said a legacy of whining. And I think you are a little biased, Maria. <laughs> if for those of you that don't know, Maria is a producer of a legacy is it a legacy of whining the movie that we're breaking uh, down um so there is the some IMDb minor page. bias there but we forgive you are you looking up the imdb yeah <laughs> okay so you said uh, well actually i don't even know if it sh- does it show producers it should if like you're doing oh. a full cast and crew. Oh, okay. Uh what was her name? Oh, Maria Monroe. Right? Uh Maria Carlota. Oh. But um, she says Vivas Monroe, so it could be Maria Monroe. Okay, yeah, because the only producers they show are Ron Heaps, Maria Monroe, and Ross Monroe. Okay, so maybe Carlota is the her maiden name. Okay, we don't know. Is, <laughs> she did a bunch of stuff on this movie. She did the art direction, the costume design. Holy crap! Oh my goodness, they put you to work. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Damn. Yeah. So, like I said, I feel like there is some bias there, but we will forgive it. <laughs> Uh, moving on to our next uh. response, it comes from What's on the Tube at W O T T Pod. Uh, they said Tusk or Kung Fu Hustle. I've heard Tusk is so good. Yeah, I didn't. So I didn't know what Tusk was, and then when he gave me like a little brief explanation of what it was, uh, it sounds freaking incredible. <laughs> 
Yeah, uh, I've been wanting to check this movie out for a while. And would you look at that? It's available on Netflix. Dude, this is freaking awesome. Thank you for giving us <laughs> yeah. shit that we can actually watch. <laughs> yes, thank you. Uh, and then he said Kung Fu Hustle is uh, like the quintessential Kung Fu movie. Okay. I, I and let's see where see we can watch it. it. <laughs> let's find out. Dude, we can that watch it on Netflix, too. Oh, shit. <laughs> Guys, this is freaking great. <laughs> this is so great. I mean, I don't know where we I don't know where we can watch Remember Me. We can watch Donnie Darko on Tubi. We can watch Clerks on Hulu. You can watch A Legacy of Whining on Amazon. You can watch Tusk on did you say Netflix? Yep. Yeah, Tusk and Kung Fu Hustle on Netflix. Okay, wait, so we said Remember Me, keep... right? Do what? Remember okay. me? Yeah, that's available on Hulu. Oh shit, <laughs> dude! With this, so we can watch all we have these no movies. Not watch all of these. <laughs> nope, we do not. <laughs> oh my gosh, oh. you guys are freaking great. <laughs> you really are. Thank you. Um. Yeah. So next up, we got a response from. Our friend Gidget Von LaRue at Gidget, Gidget Von LaRue. She said Ex Machina. And Ooh, I've heard that's a really good movie. Yeah, I hear that is the Oscar Isaacs movie. Or that's the Yeah, Oscar? I think so. Yeah. And what do you know? That's available on Netflix. Oh, shit. You guys are great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is uh, awesome. Yeah. Uh, yep. Ooh, dude. Oscar Isaac and Dom Hall Gle- Dom Hall Gleason ran it. Uh, yes, please. Right. Yeah. Um. So our next response is from Mixed Media Forest Podcast at Media Forest Cast. They said Love and a Forty Five was pretty fun. Wait, what was it called again? Love and a Forty Five, like point zero. Point four five. That was a ninety four film, 94? and that's available on Tubi. Yeah, ninety four, and it's oh, available on Tubi. Hells, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I freaking love this. <laughs> yeah, right. Dude, like you know how often oh. I've been like, okay, I have nothing else to watch. Now I have like a shit ton of stuff to watch. Yeah, dude, same. My nights are going to be pretty packed for a little bit, which I'm totally fine with. Hell yeah. Um, but yeah, Mixed Media Forest also responded to what's on the tubes response and said Kung Fu Hustle is freaking awesome. So definitely going to have to check those out. I'm going to have to check all of these out. Yeah, same. Yeah, and then our last response comes to us from the number two podcast in the world at Simmons and More. Uh, he said Mallrats, and there's not another answer. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've heard from a lot of people that is the quintessential indie film, but sadly, that is not available on any streaming platforms that we are subscribed to right now. Ah, uh, gosh. Damn it, Simmons and more. Wait. 
what 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 can you watch it on? Well, you can watch it on like Amazon Prime, Vudu, iTunes, and Google Play. But they're yeah, it's for three ninety nine to rent. Damn. Yeah, we were so close. Yeah, so close. Way to ruin it, Sim- oh, well. Simmons and more. <laughs> Great suggestion, though. Thank you very much. Yeah. I mean, honestly, after watching all those other movies, I think I'd be fine paying the $4 to watch Mallrats. <laughs> yeah, dude, same. So. Especially considering it's a Kevin Smith film. I'll give that guy as much money as he wants. Hell yeah. Dude, have you watched the Jay and Silent Bob movies yet? Yes. So I watched uh, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back and then a Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Love oh. them both. The reboot was freaking awesome. Right? Oh. Yeah, we're, we're going to have to talk about that one after. That actually might be one that w- would be really fun to break down. That would be fun. Yes, we should totally do it. Now, I, after watching those, I really got to watch, watch Clerks and Clerks 2. Yeah. I After we watch, like, let's get... I mean, we'll go through and watch as many Kevin Smith movies as we can. Sounds and good to me. Yeah, once we get, like, a majority of the ones, like, not a majority, after we've watched them all, we should do a, like, a breakdown showdown. Yes. Let's do it. I'm down. Yeah, that'd be freaking awesome. Uh, so yeah, that is all the responses that we got. So thank you, everyone, for that answer. Thank you for, we, we for giving us you. literally. Yep, you basically filled up our watch list for the rest of the for the month of May, and we thank you very much for that. Damn straight. And the only one that's costing us money is Simmons and more. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Which is uh. a forgivable sin. <laughs> Yeah. Since it is Kevin Smith. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So with that, I say we get into our breakdown of A Legacy of Whining. Let's do it. All right. So for those of you that are new to our breakdown system, we have split movies into eight different categories. Uh, story, writing, acting, character development, effects, music, costumes, and then give it our own personal grade at the end, which gives us our total score and gives us like a school school letter grade. Gosh, I'm going to write something down. This is bullshit. <laughs> the, I, <laughs> Not the only one that messes up so badly on this podcast anymore. I know. Woo! I just I overexplain. <laughs> I hate it. But anyway, Whoa. we gr- we individually grade each of these categories um, from zero to a hundred, uh, not including music and costumes. We do one out of ten with those. Um. But yeah, and then it comes gives us an average, which it gives us our final All Bros grade for this movie. Uh, so with that, let's say we get into it. Let's do it. All, All right, right, so story. Rose? Yes, here we go. 
So, the past ain't all it's cracked up to be, especially when one tries in vain to recapture the former glory and innocence of their cherished youth as... And, and oh my, okay, I'm gonna like start this over. I'm sorry, I feel I butchered this. Okay, <laughs> reading with Rose, everyone. <laughs> yep, I gotta get shirts made, dude. Gotta do that. <laughs> An all bros production, reading with Rose. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, the past ain't all it's cracked up to be, especially when one tries in vain to recapture the former glory and innocence of their cherished youth. As two former high school friends reunite. Thirty years later, in a painfully comedic and bittersweet roller coaster wait, roller coaster of an evening, Mitch, a struggling actor, and inver inver oh my god I don't even know this word. Inverate Weiner. Yeah, Inverate Weiner, bent on recapturing the old magic at all cost waits in heightened anticipation in the arrival section of the airport until finally spotting his ex-school chum, Dunk. Now an overweight boozer and womanizer, leading to an awkward embrace that starts the clock ticking on these long-lost friends' nocturnal fever dream into the heart of darkness of old wounds, unrealized dreams, and dashed hopes. The following morning's sun announces a new dawn as an exhausted, and disillusioned Mitch, having already abandoned his old friend to the night's misadventures, manages to show up in the nick of time to his acting audition where, standing all alone and emotionally naked up on stage, suddenly comes face to face with the totality of his life's choices. All right. Yeah. Sorry, I should have said that's it. <laughs> <laughs> now you're good. Okay. So... Just talking about the story. It I, is good-ish. It is. It's good-ish. Okay, I like the idea of two former friends from high school meeting up after so long. You know, like, trying... And, you know, I can totally see one, you know, retry, trying to recapture the glory days. You know, like, and uh, when they're in the car together, he, uh, Mitch is driving by like their old locations, like where they used to uh, like play hockey before school mornings and stuff like that. Drive by their old like movie theater, their old high school. Um, so I th- I thought that aspect was really cool. It wasn't uh, uh, what I didn't like about this story was the whole, and this is a spoiler that is not included in our synopsis for the film, because I got it from IMDb, there's no Wikipedia page for this film, um, is the whole, when they go to this, um, I don't know, Caleb, what would you call it? When they go meet those three girls? <sighs> for lack of a better term, it's a brothel. Not a hoochie house? <laughs> it, 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 sure, we can call it a hoochie house. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so they go to this <laughs> so they go to this hoochie house, meet these three girls, and then they apparently uh worship this um leader. I forget what the hell his name is. Um they just call him just, I think they just call him the Generalissimo. Oh, okay, there we go. See, I didn't even remember that. Uh or feel the need to remember that. Um but yeah, that just like came out of nowhere. And then they're just like, oh, we're going to kidnap you guys and steal all your money and all this shit. And I'm like, where the hell is this coming from? 
Yeah. It's just... The only... It felt like it came out of nowhere, even though it technically didn't. Like, no. if you think about it, it, like, at the beginning, they did kind of set this up where they left, like, a flyer on their, on the, uh, his, his, the car, his car, on Mitch's car. Yeah, true. Um, But, yeah, what came out of nowhere is, is just that love for the Generalissimo. Like, it's weird that the, they had a picture of an attractive woman that said, like, something about a revolution nothing in like a sexual nature at all other than there was a, a cute woman on the the page right yeah that that was it yeah so why would he call that thinking that it's not some crazy revolution people I don't know. He was just, he really wanted to get a girl inside Mitch's pants, I guess. And that was the only. I mean, she didn't even do that. <laughs> no, she didn't. But I, I honestly don't know. Yeah. Like, so, like, Mitch's story was just him wanting to, like, have that reconnection with his friend, which didn't end up panning out. Which, no, I mean, he you, just which, left him at the yeah, end. Yeah, which I can understand. Like, if you're wanting to have that reconnection with someone that's grown past all the things that you guys used to do, that, like, having that reconnection could be really difficult. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And especially, especially when they're with... trying to do their uh, old handshake and uh, Duncan is just like, oh, no, hell no, I ain't doing that shit. Yeah. Which... I mean, like, you kind of, I, f- I felt for Mitch in that moment, because it's, it's... I I did, too. I mean, it happened to me, like, when I was a lot younger, like, with my friends in elementary school, and then when I ran into them when I was in, like, junior high, um, yeah. they just weren't into the same shit that we used to be, and, like, I think it, ha- it happens on different scales, um, but, I mean, it's something relatable. So I do yeah. appreciate that they were able to do that. That's the beauty um, of our friendship. We both never grew up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is for damn sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, there were just like weird things that were thrown into the the story. Like one of the things that like that I had a little trouble believing was when Mitch was at the beginning in the airport, uh, he had like a really short interaction with this limo driver. And she oh, yeah. seemed so like just disinterested in him. But at the end of the movie, he comes out of this weird brothel and she just shows up kind of like, how the hell do you know where he was? <laughs> For one. And, like, second, like, you seem super into him. Like, it seemed like you didn't want anything to do with him at, like, at the airport. Yeah, exactly. So, it's just, there's quite a few things that just kind of feel like they come out of thin air. Mm -hmm. And then they're not explained, and they're just pushed to the back burner. Yeah, like... 
again, at the beginning, they have this guy begging for money, but he has a cell phone and he's talking about a broker. Yeah. And the, okay. This, mm, this was this part, how he's like asking him, Oh, you know, like I want to get a dog delivered. Oh. And when you do, can you have it be, can you have it have like a broken leg or like something like that to where like people will show more pity because they show more pity. If you have a crippled animal, I'm like, are they serious right now? <laughs> yeah, it's just that guy wouldn't do that if for someone trying to give him money. Not when the person's right in front of you. Like I know he's trying to shoot for a joke, but I'm sorry, that's not funny. At least to me it's not. Yeah, it's it's kind of not just cuz there is like a, I feel a real homeless issue. But yeah, you got to think about what they're they were going for. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so that I mean, it's just something I feel can be forgiven. Fair. All right. Um, I'm gonna be nice. <laughs> yeah, the thing that I that came out like just why was the chick in the scooter. Oh my! Oh my gosh! Yeah, that. So she comes up wanting to, and this is gonna get adult here. So if you have kids <laughs> listening yeah. to this, uh, you might want to fast forward a little bit. But this lady in a scooter offers this dude a freaking blowy, and where she's gonna do zero work, she's gonna let her scooter do it all. That's just so gross. <laughs> yeah, but like, I don't know what that. that oh gosh, dude! I accomplish. just got an image in my head. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like it's just—it's one of those things that just came way out of left field, and just didn't get any explanation. <laughs> Uh, like, I mean, she's brought up again towards the ending, but barely. Yeah. Like, I, what was it that she was brought up in? Because I feel like it was just during the the credits. No, it was, Um, I think, when they're about to enter, enter the Hoochie house. And, um, uh, shit, what's the main character's name again? Uh, Mitch. Uh, Mitch. I think he's uh, too... Um, Duncan, he's just like, oh, you know, like, I ran into this lady at the airport, and she was offering me a blowjob, and I think, like, she, like, said, I think, like, some of the words that these people were saying or some shit like that. I honestly can't remember. I've already forgotten it. <laughs> yeah, it's like that Viva... <sighs> Viva was something. Yeah, I'm that, for... yeah, that. But, yeah, it's just... <sighs> Why is she part of that? <laughs> Seriously. Like, what? And, what is it? <laughs> and I'm just saying, that's going to be like the worst blowjob ever. <laughs> yeah, just like lazy. <laughs> uh. So it's just a lot of those things just, they come out of, like I said, they come out of left field. They just don't seem to fit or advance the story in any way. But 
overall, no. like if you take those parts out, you do have a pretty straightforward story. Yeah, where I do like this, the story. Yeah, where Mitch is going to pick up his buddy, try to reconnect, and it just ends up not working out. Because they're just on different life paths. Yeah. And that makes sense to me. It's just yeah, the no, random no, that is actually, shit in the middle. <laughs> yeah. That is actually a really good um, story idea. Just get rid of the random quirky shit. You can't even call it quirky. <laughs> okay, yeah, it's not quirky. I don't know what I'm saying here. Yeah, so... What are you thinking with story? Oh, boy. Um... I don't know. What are you thinking, Caleb? <laughs> uh, well, because of the like the random little snippets of stuff being thrown, um, thrown in the middle that just don't seem to make any sense or advance the story, they kind of pull it back a lot. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. But like you said, the idea behind it like the story that they were able to get across is pretty compelling yeah it is so i mean i can i can forgive the random shit to a point it's just that random shit pulls you out of the movie oh absolutely yeah so i'm in i'm in the lower 70s with story Dude, I'm like in the 60s like how low in the 60s like like a 66 can you give me like a 68 okay yeah i can give you a 68 cool <laughs> yeah it's 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 just the random stuff that like brings it down sadly yeah it's yeah it's just like the rest of the story was really i mean we'll get into it with writing but the story it was it was easy to follow it's just the random little detours that you take that are just like well what the hell (laughs) all right moving on to writing I have thoughts. <laughs> Let's hear those thoughts. So, the two people with the most dialogue were Mitch and Duncan. Duncan, I feel, was written realistically. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. I can, I can. Like agree he had that. genuine reactions, just like what the. F are you guys talking or are you, are you talking about Mitch? I mean, he came off as a complete asshole. Yeah, but and I think he was written that way. Yeah, and so it 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 his writing actually make made a ton of sense. Yeah. It's the one that didn't make much sense was Mitch. Oh, you mean the uh every other sentence he said dunk? <laughs> I mean, there's that, but I felt like I needed a freaking dictionary to listen to him. Seriously, oh my gosh! It's 
a lot of big words were used. And for someone yeah, when I watch a movie, I shouldn't have to have an encyclopedia next to me when I watch a movie. I'm just saying. Yeah, and I mean it. It felt what's the word? pretentious? <laughs> yeah, okay. Is that, that works. like is that the the right word? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, it, it it felt unnecessary. Like he didn't need to talk like that. It felt like actually there is a kid, and I'm going to use his name because it is a very common name. Uh, David from high school. Um, I don't remember his last name, but I well, remember damn it, because his... I was thinking of a different uh name that is well known. Who are you thinking of? Jordan. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's what it was. Oh, okay. Yeah. There was a... okay. So him. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he uh used a lot of big words that were unnecessary to get his point across. Yes, very much. And so. he came off like a cocky know-it-all asshole. A little douchebag. Yeah. <laughs> it's it feels like when people use a lot of big words unnecessarily, it's it feels like they're trying to put you down. And I'm the type of person that if you're going to start using big words that I don't know, I'm not going to be like, hey, what does that mean? I'm going to be like, well, you know what? F you. <laughs> and yeah. start like cussing them out because I don't know what the hell they just said. <laughs> hey, that's the way to go. Yeah, and it, I that's that's how I feel. That's the justification that I got for Duncan's behavior. Yeah, that's he really could he, honestly he brings it out. Duncan. Like he he pulls it out. He's just like, "Why are you using these big words?" And I like Mitch's excuse was that he had, or that that's the terminology that thespians use. Do they though? Yeah, I mean, I don't know a whole lot of actors, but. From what I'm able to gather, they don't talk like that. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, that felt a little uh, unnecessary. The big words. Um. His constant, like, I don't even know what the the words would be, or what that word is. But when he kept saying like, "Let's make like a blank and um, blank," mm. it's just he, that was overused. I feel. Yeah, like the let's make like a pair of pantaloons and split or something like that. Yeah, like some of those didn't even make sense. <laughs> yeah. It's just uh, it's it's a uh, the writing <laughs> overall gosh damn, I was I came into this wanting to like the I felt the writing was like really strong, but the more that I talk about it, it's just uh, it I've heard worse writing. 
You know what? That's fair. I have two. Like, you know, in, like, disaster movie and epic movie. Yeah, that is, like, complete garbage writing. This, it was good until you got to the filler stuff. Yes. I like, can definitely agree with you there. Like, the airport scene, it felt like filler. Oh, the, yeah. Absolutely. When they were driving, that was pretty good back and forth. Until I did like that. Mitch was trying to flirt with these random women. Yeah, what the hell was that? <laughs> um Yeah, and then when they were in the uh the coffee shop, that was some pretty decent back and forth. Like they had really good segments of really decent dialogue. But like the back and forth and ex- just trying yeah. to explain where they were coming from with in life. And it, it felt pretty natural until the filler. The filler is what killed it. Mm-hmm. So I do will say that I do feel the writing is stronger than the story. By how much, though? Not much. <laughs> like a sixty-nine. <laughs> yeah, I I'm I was in the sixty-nine seventy range. So let's go with sixty-nine. Yeah, I'll I'll yeah I'll give you sixty-nine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, the funnest Mi- section. Yeah. And I don't want people to think that we're just absolutely shitting on this movie. Because it has redeeming qualities. It does. But the acting is not one of those redeeming qualities. No. And I am so sorry to the people that like did this. It's just our goal, <laughs> like I'm, I'm going to be, I'm, try, I'm going to explain why we're saying the things we're saying. We are trying to be fair. We are trying to be as unbiased as possible. I know that it probably took a lot to ask for a review of something that you made, but at the same time, we're not going to be extra nice just because of reasons. Yeah. Even if you suggest a movie and you're an indie filmmaker, I'm sorry, I'm still going to critique you the same way I would every other movie. Yeah. So, with that being said, (laughs) acting. So, Mitch was a main character played by Ross Monroe. Yes, sir. Who is also the person that suggested we review this movie. And then we are also going to grade Duncan played by... By Robert David Duncan. Robert oh, David. hey. It's kind oh, of funny his last name is. Yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we're gonna grade those two because those 
tube had the most significant parts. Um, so first off with Mitch, what are you thinking? Um, dude, I, I honestly don't know. Like, I'm like, I'm sorry, Ross, but you are very, very low for acting. I'm sorry, man. Yeah, it, and this is coming from people that have done film like we've okay yeah uh, like okay done, we, like, we've never films. we've never done we've never done like a feature film but we have done yeah, like little short films here and there and there's a reason that we don't talk a lot <laughs> yeah <laughs> because there's a reason why i mean i remember why i only acted in a junior high and part of high school and like if i like try to act now in a movie i'll fully admit i am not the greatest i I try, um, but I am not the greatest. You're not even up there with the worst, Rose. <laughs> well, thank you. That's the best compliment I can get. Uh, no, you are below the worst. <laughs> I'm still taking it as a compliment. Yeah. Well, I'm still we, taking it as a compliment. Yeah. Neither of us are are good actors. No. Even a little bit. That is why... We don't. Tr- the only thing that we script in this podcast is the opening. And guess what? Yeah. We even screw that up <laughs> badly. Me the most, but <laughs> yeah. But we know we're bad actors, so that is why we do. We try to make this podcast as real as possible because we're mm-hmm. as like that's just that's all we know. Yeah. We know that if we try to read something off or try to make this like per like just the perfect podcast, we would fail so hard. Dude, I'm on <laughs> Dude, for some reason I'm getting a flashback to remember when we did Paranormal AF? Oh jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Remembering a blooper from that when uh I think I'm like tapping scissors on the table and I look at you cuz you're filming this and I'm just like this isn't going on YouTube and Christian looks over to me and he's just like you're a terrible actor. <laughs> yeah. We See? Were... So that just proves Yeah, oh. we our acting is absolute garbage. That being said, yes, it is. you are better than us. <laughs> yes. You really are. You really are, Ross. Yeah. Um, but with that being said, still not great. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry to say. So where are you at? You know, I, I really want, like, like how, I don't know. Uh, dude, like, honestly, I'm in, like, the 40s. Is that too mean? Honestly, I was in the mid-40s. <laughs> okay, so, okay, we're on the same page here. Yeah. Like, maybe, like, a 45? 45 is fair, I feel. Okay. Okay, so, um, 45. The issues that we had were... The deliveries were felt very forced. Yes. Um, almost overly so. And so, one of the things that, I mean, I've seen movies with 
not great actors, but it's just like a comfort thing. And it doesn't feel like he's comfortable behind the camera or in front of the camera. And that might not be the case. It's just, it, it came off like you weren't comfortable. It did. Or like he wasn't comfortable. Um, so that kind of just bleeds into the overall performance. Um, so yeah, 45, I feel is plenty fair. Um, the next up we got Duncan. I do think Duncan is a little higher than Mitch. I do too. Um, Definitely the stronger of the two. He yes. was able to deliver a lot more realistic. Um, he was able to deliver his lines a little bit more realistically. Um, yes, completely agree. Able to give something that I believed was a general, a genuine reaction. So. But still, he's like- not super high. His. Some of his lines were very wooden. Yeah, I I would definitely agree with that. Um, what would you say to like a solid fifty? I would not disagree with that. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's fair. All right, solid fifty it is. Yeah, so that would bring the average. Acting grade to a forty-seven point five. All right, next up we got character development, and I'm trying to think of what. Like, so I think we should grade Mitch because I think he had. Yeah. Uh, Duncan didn't seem to he go did... anywhere with his character. No, he did not. Even at the ending. Because he didn't even want to go with Mitch uh, to his audition. He's like, nah, dude, I'm going to stay here, hang out with these ladies, you know. Kind of in a way, he was like, screw you. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And But Mitch, on the other hand, it's hard to see where he goes. I mean, I feel towards the end, because the ending to me is like very abrupt. Um, you know, like when he's in the audition, uh, the guy who is leading the auditions keeps asking, who are you? And then finally at the end, he's like, you know, I don't know. And then it just, just ends. So, you know, maybe it kind of seems like he's finally reasoning, like he's realizing like, okay, really who, who the hell am I? Like, you know, it doesn't like, I can't really relive my past glory days with my high school best friend, you know, uh. I don't know where this acting is going to take me. It's just like, like who the hell am I and where am I going now? I mean, I'm, I'm, didn't he say he was what? 11 days from 50. Uh, I believe it was 11. Okay. So it kind of seems at the ending, he's just like, okay, maybe now I am officially having a midlife crisis. Yeah. One of the, so the issue with leaving it, the story like that, like leaving a character like that. It's just, it's, he just kind of slides down. You never like see a progression back up. Like 
Yeah, that's one true. of the things about, I mean, a lot of characters is like I'm trying to think. Oh, like uh, for onward for example, you get to see a character at their lowest work their way upward to a higher point, not necessarily to their absolute best, but just somewhere higher. And yeah. with Mitch, you see a character just go from low to lower. Like it felt like it's true. He was maybe in denial about how, how old, like when Duncan says like, got like we're 50 and he's just like, Whoa, I'm 11 days from 50. Like, that's denial. If you're 11 days from 50, you're 50. (laughs) Yes. Sorry, buddy. I hate to break it to you. Yeah. Like, honestly, when, like, if you, when you reach 47, you're 50. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I might, I'm probably going to feel very different about that when, once I'm 47. (laughs) Dude, I'm going to feel different about that when I'm 45. Yeah. Like,. Like, if I'm 47 and the people are like, hey, you're, like, pushing 50, I'm going to be like, hey, uh, bitch, I'm closer to 45. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I will say it is an interesting turn seeing a character go down to their lowest. It's just you need to bring them back up for a good arc. This is, like, an under arc. Yeah, it really is. And it is interesting to... It's not even like... I felt like he was struggling with his identity more in the like the rest of the film. Like, I didn't really get the vibes that he was struggling with identity issues. That's fair. Like, one thing, like, I thought it was, like, when he was in the audition, that it was genuinely him asking, like, the guy asking, like, okay, who are you? And then, like, I would get confused, too. I'd be like, okay, well, I'm auditioning for this part. This is who I am. And they're like, no, who are you? It was a little on the nose if you're trying to play a metaphorical thing for some reason during that whole scene i was getting like alice in wonderland vibes that's what i was getting too and i think it was the spotlight <laughs> yeah that's fair um, i was more so getting it from uh him keep saying who are you you sounded like the caterpillar yeah and it's more like i mean you don't really get to see who he is no you don't I mean, you get to see that he's, like, kind of goofy, got, going through this midlife crisis, um, kind of in denial. Like, you get to see all of that. It's just, at the end, you don't really know who he is either. And I don't know if that's it's the true. point. Yeah, I don't know either. So, I'm tr- I'm trying to take this as, like, maybe that's the point. You're, he doesn't know who he is. You're not supposed to know who he is. And the arc, like, it doesn't seem like he struggles with identity issues throughout the movie. 
Yeah, that's a good point. It's like he kind of knows who he is, and then just like randomly, he's like, "I don't know who I am." Like it's just when people ask like what he does, or it's he's like, "Oh, I'm a thespian," or a thespian, and it's just. Mm. So where are you sitting at with character development? Um. I don't know, I'm probably like, like I don't know, like high fifties. I honestly really don't know where I am with this one. I think fifties maybe a little bit low. On the lower side, maybe like, maybe like th- low sixties. I'm th- thinking lower sixties, and the reason I'm in like that that range, and it's not I'm not as low as fifty is because it is an interesting turn that they're taking the under arc route rather than the that's progression like moving their way up. That's fair. That was that was actually a very interesting take. Yeah, so I might be I'm not like quite at like 60, but I'm like maybe 61, 62. I can give you 61, 61. Okay. All right, next up we got effects. And there wasn't really any special effects in this. So we'll just talk about, like, maybe the cinematography. Can we talk about the editing style, too? We sure can. <laughs> cool. Um, so um, I really want to know why uh, there was so many fade-outs when there really didn't need to be. there Because there is a part where uh, Duncan is sitting at, because uh, both him and Mitch are at this coffee shop, and Mitch goes to the bathroom, and Duncan calls uh, the number that is on this uh, piece of paper that was on uh, Mitch's car once uh, they left the airport. And I want to say this, like, probably conversation was, like, what, maybe, like, 30 seconds? It's probably, like, what, like, the scene, maybe, like, a minute, because, I mean, I don't know how long Mitch has gone to the bathroom, but it seems like there are, like, five fade outs to the exact same scene of him like picking up the paper dialing the number calling calling um calling the number and hanging up and then Mitch comes back there was no need for that many fade outs one or two is fine that makes sense um just to show like you know like a t- um like a time gap but there was absolutely no point to do upwards of 5 i didn't exactly count how many but that's how many it felt there was Yes, there was there was quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, I, yeah, I, I thought the same thing. It's just he's pulling the paper out of his pocket and dialing and a phone, like the number. Yep, yep. You could have shot that all in one thing. I mean, it looks like they did, and then they just cut to random points. Yeah, you, I mean, maybe it was just an issue of the actor taking so long to do that scene. I mean, honestly, I don't know I what can the only issue think of, was. Okay, I don't what? know. I, honestly, I think, sorry, um, I think you really only need one fade out in that scene. And I think, th- so have him take the paper out of his jacket, take his glasses, pick up his phone, dial it. And then after he hangs up, do a fade out. 
and have uh, after this fade out have Mitch come back to the table. So that shows that a little time has passed. That's the only um, um, what was I calling it? Like a fade. Yeah, that like that cut. is the only yeah yeah that is the only fade out that you need in this whole scene, just to show that a little time has passed. You don't need five of them. Yeah, I mean personally, I would have gone a different route and done like an, do? an implied phone call. So maybe after Mitch leaves for the bathroom, he gets up, walks off, and then in the same shot, show Duncan pull out that the phone. So maybe like pull out that that paper, kind of flatten it out, glasses, and then like reach in for his phone, and then like do that fade when it's like that fade. Uh, scene. So have that like but go to a separate scene of, like, Mitch coming out of the bathroom. There we go. Perfect. I like that. I like that a lot better, actually. That's perfect. <laughs> yeah, that's what I personally would have done to just make it not seem so, like, is this a dream sequence? <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> um, yeah, the other thing that I... I would have probably cut out and this comes in like effects too is when they talk about the dynamic duo being back together they have this weird black and white tap dancing thing yeah like it seemed like the vaudeville days yeah I think that's the word with that it it was like what (laughs) yeah right it came completely out of nowhere yeah it's one of those things you could remove from this and you would be fine yeah wouldn't change anything about the story yeah not even a little bit it's just i don't even know if it accomplished a narrative on what was being said it's just, i don't think it does the dynamic duos back together and then this little tap dancing thing and then they're like oh like th- what the the dynamic duo splitting up and then it shows like the tap dancing but then duncan's character freaking like beats up tap mitch yeah either taps away or like you know beats up yeah it's it makes no sense yeah like i mean if you were wanting to do something like that you could have made just mitch do it true so maybe have it be like the dynamic duo and then have him do like the little jig in real life if you're trying to make him, yeah. like, that quirky, it's just the cut to a black and white where they're both doing it is just odd. Yeah. So, eh. Um, like, I don't... there. <laughs> I don't want to, like, rip this too hard. Because overall, like, the the shots were fine. Like, they weren't perfect. I, I think maybe I'm in the mid-70s with this one. Okay. Um, But there were some things that were just odd about the, w- the s- way that they shot or the things that they shot. Like, uh, one thing at the beginning when Mitch is talking to the limo driver, this group of people, co- these four girls come in and they ask for their picture to get taken. And Mitch, like, gets down on his knees and like shoots upward. Yeah, that was weird. 
Yeah, and all the girls are kind of posed like he should be shooting straight on. <laughs> also, can we talk about that one girl's phone cover? What was the fu- Oh, the I Heart Big Dicks? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, all right. So that's yeah, where no. we're going with this film. <laughs> yeah, it felt unnecessarily raunchy, too. It really did. Like, oh my goodness. Like, I'm going to have to mark this episode as explicit, but <laughs> because of what I'm about to say. <laughs> but the way that Duncan kept referring to, or saying that Mitch needed to get some pussy felt so <laughs> weird. It's yeah. Just like, Okay, I haven't seen you in 30 years. Like, can you calm down? (laughs) Yeah. Can we focus on us and maybe not so much that I need to, you know, get them have a booty call? Yeah, it's just... I mean, this goes back into writing, and... It it the writing is... The score we gave for the writing is fair. (laughs) Yes, it is. Um, But it just... (laughs) <laughs> like it was just unnecessarily raunchy it re- it really was like I you could have had agree. a womanizing duncan without being gross yes completely agree yeah so i mean eh with that but whatever um did you notice that the camera felt like it was being like handheld? Um, I I don't know if I really felt that with that. Uh, I don't know. Actually, most of the shots looked pretty smooth. Actually, a lot of the the long shots were, or the the further distance ones. It's the close ups that felt very handheld. It's just, you use a tripod. <laughs> yeah, that's ca- okay. That's, yeah, now I remember it. I or you, what's that. The, what's that thing called? Like the steady cam thing, that a trindle. Or what? Oh, I forget what it's called. But yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, just something to keep the camera a little bit more steady than it was, because that that's makes a, it I've feel. Wanted one of those. Yeah, that makes it feel very, um, homemade. Yes. Which you could really tell. And this is like nothing against the movie at all. Because I've seen movies like like do this kind of thing. And they are usually like they're pretty well done. It You could tell that they were working with very little because it was filmed in the middle of the night outside. Where there was like zero traffic um, in buildings where it was very dark, so easily abandoned like places, an empty parking lot. Um, yep. Yeah, like that kind of stuff. And then yeah. like with the coffee shop, like you only see their table. So like you can you can tell that they didn't have like permits for filming which like i said yeah, nothing can... against the way that it's filmed at all it's just no, uh-huh. you can, 
it's just things that you notice. They worked with what they got, yeah. with what they had. So I'm still in the like the mid seventies for effects because overall the like the way that they were cutting the film it was wasn't bad. It's just this random shit that brings it down significantly. I'm at like a 71. 71? Yeah. I want to try like 73? All right, I can give you that. Noise. Oop, not 83. No! (laughs) (laughs) All right, next up we got music. Uh, The music was just... Very average. Forgettable. It was average. Yeah. Um. I I know that they had that one song at the end. Uh. That, funny enough, Ross Monroe sings. Um. I mean that song was okay. The rest I don't remember any like significant songs. I don't either. So I'm like. Five. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. All right, the next we got costumes. So the costumes were pretty good. I'll yeah, I'll give him, I'll give him this. I actually really liked Mitch's jacket. <laughs> yeah, like they were, they were pretty good. Um, like all the costumes were the only costume that I had an issue with was the uh waitress at the coffee shop her tattoos looked very sharpied they really did so it, much so yeah it was just they f- they weren't like thick lines N- not even thick they weren't like solid it, they felt like the like i said sharpie against skin um like yeah. with the sharpies it's muted it's not like a pure black, like a tattoo should be. Mm-hmm. And the lines weren't very crisp either. Like they felt like someone with like a shaky hand uh, put them on. So, I mean, that's the one that I'm going to dock for. But, I mean, it was such a small part of the movie that I can't dock it that bad. Um, thinking maybe like a seven. Mm, I'm more like a six. I can give you a six. Yeah. Yeah. All right, and then an overall genre grade. So this is like our own personal grades for it. So you want right, to go first? Go for... <laughs> sure, I'll go first. Um, so overall, I don't hate the story. I think it's actually a very interesting story, you know, old high school buddies meeting up 30 years later, you know, trying to kind of reminisce, one of them trying to reminisce of the good old days, but the other not really having it. Um, You know, I like that idea. It's just the whole everything in between, the random shit thrown in there, just, it just doesn't work for me. Um, So, overall, um... I'm at like a 58. 58? Yeah. 
Sorry, this movie is not even... It's not even fresh for me. Uh, okay. I... It, this isn't a movie that I'm going to rewatch anytime soon. And I I hate... I hate to not be nice to um, the like to an indie movie because I know yeah. like there's a lot of work like I mean even with the st- shit that we used to make like there's just a lot of work that goes That's, into it. It's true. It's very true. And it's a b- bummer that we kind of it's not super good. So I'm I'm in the. I think I may have enjoyed it a little bit more than you. Not much. So if you're like at a 58, I'm like at a 62. Okay. Um. So, I mean, if we do that, then it averages out to like 60. Okay. And like I said, it's, it's a bummer because it's, it's not... You can tell the work that went into this. You definitely, it's definitely, it's not the worst movie I've ever seen. And, you know, Ross, keep doing what you're doing and keep making indie films. But just, I'm sorry, I did not love this one. Yeah. And honestly, I, the only reason that I like the stuff that we made was be, for nostalgia purposes. <laughs> yeah. See? Yeah. Like, I, Honestly, with <laughs> we wouldn't have gotten half of what you got with like the scores. So, like Paranormal AF, I'll fully admit it is not good. <laughs> it is absolute shit. <laughs> yeah, but like me I think Caleb one of the best buddy Christian. <laughs> one of the best things that we made was a freaking commercial for a dance. <laughs> Yeah, that, and even that was not so very good. No, but honestly, dude, like honestly, Paranormal AF that movie was so much fun to make because it was just fun, you know, filming with your buddies. Yeah, but I mean, we can t- we can tell we can appreciate the hard work and effort that went into this. It's yes, just, absolutely. Like we said, we're trying to be as fair with our grading as we can. Yeah. So with that being said, and that our personal grades average being put in the final grade for a legacy of whining is a D. It is sitting at a 65.43%. And honestly, it is not the worst movie that we've is graded. Is Fifty Shades still worst? It is still worse. Wow. You are significantly higher than Fifty Shades of Grey. So, hey, there you go, Ross. There's that. Yeah, so, like I said, this is 65.4. Fifty Shades is sitting at a 60.1. And this is also the only D movie that we we have. Really? Yeah. Wow. Um but don't let this like review put you off to watching this. 
I think there's a lot of the good things that you can study from this film. That's yeah, very, very, very true. Um, like we said, we can't you you can watch it on Amazon Prime. Uh, it's not very long. It's no, a, it's only like an hour and twelve minutes. Yeah, it's really short. Um, so I mean, it's not. I didn't feel like it was like a waste of time or anything. I appreciated the work that went into it. It's just objectively speaking. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm really sorry if we yeah. if we hurt anyone's feelings on this, but like we said, we're just trying to be as subjective as possible. Yes. Or objective as possible. Uh, so, with that being said, uh, if you liked this episode and want to hear more of our shit talking content, <laughs> sure, that's the word <laughs> content. Yeah, don't uh, worry, Caleb, I got you. <laughs> we are available anywhere podcasts are: uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, uh, basically anywhere you can find. A podcast we're probably there uh you can also catch all of our episodes on youtube as well as some bonus videos that we will make in the future once covid19 has calmed down yeah we'll try to come up with some sh- stuff to post like yeah. I, I think we could do some stuff we just need to figure out what yeah <laughs> um but yeah, you can also follow us on social media. If you have a episode idea, uh, want to send us your your mo- videos that you've made. I mean, <laughs> this is probably the the episode that is going to like deter people from sending us their videos. I hope it doesn't. I hope it doesn't either, because it's just we're just trying to be fair. Yes, exactly. Um, We're not trying to hurt anybody's feelings. We promise. Yeah. I mean, just send us your stuff. And if you want to, we'll give you our thoughts before we do anything. (laughs) If that's what you would prefer us to do. There we go. Um, But yeah, if you want to answer our question of the weeks in the future, uh, if you want to join us. On an episode, we would l- gladly have anyone on. Uh, we are on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the Albros, uh, Twitter and Instagram at the Albros, and you can email us at the Albros channel at gmail.com. Go check out our website, which is tinyurl.com forward slash the Albros, where there is a link to our merch store, uh, which is on T Public, which you can find at tpublic.com slash user slash the Albros channel. And masks are actually available. Woo! Yeah, so go get yourself an Albros COVID mask. Yeah. <laughs> Stop the spread. Share the Albros. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do some good shit. Yeah. Uh, so next week... Uh, we will be breaking down Little Women. And yeah, so look forward to that next week. 
Um, until then, this has been the All Bros Podcast. I'm Caleb. And I'm Jonathan. And we'll catch you guys next week. Deuces. So long.